suffering for you, which is for your glory. So Paul's calling, we see there, was to proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles and to shed light for everyone on the mystery, and what's that mystery? That God's people Israel and the Gentiles are brought together in this one body. They're co-heirs and fellow members of this body. And then he says at the end, and if I could paraphrase it, he says, and don't be worried about me and my suffering. He's a prisoner. He's suffering all these things because he says, my suffering is for your benefit. Because one of the things Christ has given us is he's given those in the body to serve other parts of the body. And that's what Paul is saying. God gave him as a gift to serve them. So that's chapter three. Now on to chapter four. What is our response to what Christ has done? All this great stuff. And that's a lot. I know that's a lot. I'm rushing through it. But I hope you feel that. What do we, how do we respond to that then? Our response. Ephesians chapter four, verse one. I therefore, a prisoner of, for the Lord, urge you to walk worthy, walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Now remember, this is our response to all that that I talked about, all of that and more. And our response is to walk worthy of our calling. So you go, okay, we're ready. You know, we're ready. What, uh, we understand, okay, we have all this in Christ. We've been, we've been raised with him. We've been forgiven. We have this according to his riches and all his greatness. We're ready to go. What is our calling? What is it that we're supposed to do? Well, I'm going to come back to chapter 4 because I want to look at chapter 5 first and then chapter 6 as well because these are also part of our calling. So chapter 5, walk worthy of our calling. And verse 25, how do we walk worthy? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And you say, wait a minute. I mean, we have this great calling, right? <laughs> all this in Christ. We're raised with him. We're forgiven. We have this new life. We're doing all this stuff. And the response is, for us to walk worthy is, husbands love your wives. Wives submit to your own husbands. I mean, I thought we were going to change the world. I thought we were, you know, I'm like, ready. We're going to storm the Bastille. We're going to make a difference. We're going to change the whole world. And the response to all that we have in Christ, it comes down to how we live in our relationships and our marriages. Yes, it does. And what, what the Holy Spirit is doing through his word here is he's elevating those relationships. Because of what Christ has done, that relationship in the family, those things that we have is elevated. And it's a picture of the gospel. We go on to chapter 6 and verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So yes, we are going to change the world, but this is how we're going to do it. By responding to the great work that Christ has done for us. Yeah, it's every day. It's the ordinary stuff. It's unattractive, but it's our response in terms of what Christ has. Now you may be saying, yeah, but I know the rest of chapter 6. And I know we're in a spiritual battle. That sounds more exciting. But what is our response in the spiritual battle? What are we to do? We're to stand firm together and pray. Look at chapter 6, verse 13. 
Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore. And then drop down to verse 18. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. That's our calling. Put on the full armor of God. Stand together shoulder to shoulder like a Roman legion praying in this spiritual battle. So, the, so again, Christ's work, our response. Now we're going to narrow back in to chapter 4. What does it mean for us to walk worthy of our calling in the body of Christ? If you flip back to chapter 4, I'm going to read a number of verses there. Chapter 4, starting in verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk worthy, walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one according to the measure of Christ's gift. And down to verse 11. And he, that is Christ, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that, you, that, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather... Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now the rest of chapter 4, he goes on to say, we walk worthy by putting off our old life of sin and walking in the new life. Now, we just had a wonderful series on sin, so I'm not going to go into that. But if you missed that, you can go back and listen to those. But here, he's talking about how do we respond to all that Christ has done for us as the church, as the body of Christ. What does it mean to walk worthy of our calling in the body of Christ? What should our response to Christ's work be as a church? Well, here's what it means. It means that we all grow up in every way into Christ, the head. Each person in the church should be moving toward maturity in Christ. Look at verse 15 of chapter 4. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Now this verse, that is the main verb there. That's what we're to do. We are to grow up in every way into Christ. 
That's your responsibility. Our response to God is not, okay, we accept the love of Christ. We believe in Christ. We understand what we have in Christ. And then we sit here and do nothing. That's not what we're supposed to do. We have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. Each of us in Christ have a responsibility to grow up together into Christ. You know, I know a lot of believers, you say, I'm born again in Christ. You say, yeah, I know, because it seems like you're still a baby. But we're not supposed to stay that way. We're supposed to grow up into adulthood. Your responsibility isn't just to be there. Your calling is to mature together. Do you realize there's no audience in the church? There's no audience in the church. What do, you, what do you mean? We're sitting in the audience right now. Now there's no audience in the church that there's not a sense where, oh, the people up here have to grow and mature and have to do the work of ministry. And we people out there, we just get to sit here. That's not how it works. That's not what it says. He doesn't say the really spiritual people have to grow up. No, everyone, each one of us in Christ has to grow up into Christ who is the head. That's our response. To all those great things that Christ has done for us. And if you are in Christ, that's your calling. Now today, maybe you're a first-time guest. Or maybe you've been here a long time. You say, I don't know what it means to be in Christ. Well, you can become a part of Christ at this moment. Because it's not about what we do. It's about trusting in him, turning from that life. Say, I don't want to live that life anymore. You turn and believe in Christ and you become a part of the body of Christ. But if you're in the body of Christ, then our responsibility is to grow. Now, how does that happen? How does it happen that we all grow up? You say, okay, I get that. How does it happen? Well, keep reading. Verse 16, this happens when we all function properly in the roles that Christ has given us in the body. Verse 16 says, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Okay, that's one of those long Pauline sentences. Lots of clauses. But if you take away kind of all the added stuff, what you get that's left over, it says, from whom, that's Christ, the whole body makes the body grow. So our calling is to grow up into maturity in Christ. How does that happen? When the whole body functioning together through Christ builds the body up. Just like Paul was given to the Gentiles to build them up in Christ. So we are all given roles and ministry in the church so we all grow up together. That's how this happens. We're joined together and held together by every joint. The word is literally ligament. The the attachment, the pieces that hold it together. Now imagine your body, your physical body, and you had zero ligaments. All the ligaments disappeared. What would you be like? Now, maybe for some of you, you say, yeah, when I woke up this morning, that's how I felt. <laughs> but if you had no ligaments in your physical body, you would not be able to be here. Because you're, you wouldn't be attached. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't move. You'd just be a blob. And you just get, you could, the only thing you could do is get pushed around. Now, imagine that in the body of Christ. 
If, if the parts of the body aren't functioning correctly, then the joining pieces are not working. And we're broken apart. We're, we're not held together. And we get a picture of what that looks like in the church if the church is that way. And that picture is verse 14. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. That's the picture of what you get if there's no joints, there's no ligaments. If we're not doing our part, this is what you have. Tossed around, oh, every, oh that's a good idea. Here's this new thing. And you just get pushed around because we're not held together in Christ who is the head. But when each part is working together, the whole body gets built up. When all of us are doing its part, because there's no part of your body that's just there just to exist. Each part has a purpose. And when those purposes work together, we're all built up together in Christ. Now, it's not surprising if this, is, if this is what we have, that our calling is to grow up into maturity, that happens when each part of the body is functioning, that does, it's not surprising then that some parts of the body that God has given, their role is to help the whole body build itself up. And that's what we see if you turn back a couple of verses there in verse 11. It says, and he, that is Jesus Christ, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of man to mature manhood. Now look at that for a second. Note first that it doesn't say he gave them to do the work of ministry. He doesn't say and he gave apostles, prophets, shepherds, teachers to do the work of ministry. He says he gave them to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body. Now, I have to take a second here and explain what saints are. Because we think about that. Saints are not a special category of Christians. It's not like you have unbelievers, and then you have Christians over here, and some of the Christians are saints. That's not what it means. Because literally what this word means is holy ones. That's what it means in Greek, holy ones. How do, how do we become holy? What's the means for being holy? The means is Jesus Christ and the work that he's done for us. Now, you're either united with Christ by faith in him, or you're not. Those are the options. There's really, in this world, there's only two categories of people. Those who are in Christ and those who are not. Now again, if you're a first-time guest or maybe you've been coming here a long time, you're either in one of those two categories. You're either in Christ or you're not in Christ. If you're not in Christ, then none of this applies to you. And I'm glad you're here, but I just want to tell you that, to speak the truth about that. But you can become a part of Christ. For those of you who are in Christ, you are saints. You've been washed by the blood of the lamb. Your sins have been forgiven. You are a holy one. So when he says the saints, he's not talking about a special category of Christians. He's talking about all believers. So there are some who are given roles, given these gifts and these roles to equip, to build up all the body of Christ to carry out its work, to do the work of ministry. 
And that's what he's focused on here in Ephesians chapter 4. Because you may notice as you look at that list, and this is what we would typically say is a list, we would include it in a list of spiritual gifts, of those roles. But this is not an exhaustive list. The Apostle Paul writes in other places, Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, some of the other gifts of the body of Christ. So there are some that are equipping gifts, and then there's all the other spiritual gifts. Now, why does he just focus on the equipping gifts here? Well, he focuses here on the equipping gifts because that's what he's talking about. There are some whose role is to build up the whole body of Christ, but all the body has a role. He even says to do the work of ministry. To do the work of ministry. Ministry is not reserved for that group of people. Ministry is for the whole body of Christ. As a church here, aren't you thankful that we have pastors under the direction of our elders who equip the whole body for the work of ministry by speaking the truth in love? Aren't you glad that Pastor Mark took God's word and shared with us the truth we need to hear about our own sin so that we can be freed from it? That's the equipping. And that's why these spiritual gifts here that are focused on are the, what you could call, equipping gifts. And there are certain that are not mentioned here. He doesn't mention those who show mercy. He doesn't mention those who give. He doesn't mention those who help because his focus here is different. But those are gifts in the body of Christ. And even here he says, all the body for the work of ministry. So our calling is to grow up into maturity. That happens when the whole body is functioning correctly. And part of the way that happens is because God has given some to help equip. And we walk worthy of our great calling when each one is fulfilling their ministry. So we all grow up in every way into maturity, into Christ ahead. Again, as a response to what Christ has done for us. Now, if I could share a personal story of an example of this. My parents both came to know the Lord when they were in college before they got married. They both came from kind of a church background, but didn't know the gospel. So they came to faith, they got married, and they stayed at their church, uh, which was not strong on the gospel. But they thought we could stay there and we could be a good influence. We could influence it. toward being strong in the gospel. But then my three older siblings and I came along and my parents decided we need our kids to grow up in a church where they'll hear the gospel. So they decided to leave the church they'd been a part of and join another church. It was a EFCA church in my hometown in Ames, Iowa. So when I was a year old, my parents took me to that church and that's where I grew up. And so I never had a time in my life where I didn't understand God's love for me, where I didn't understand that God existed, where I didn't understand that I could have forgiveness for my sins. My parents modeled that at home. We heard about it in church. And when I was six years old, I still remember the classroom. I remember where I was sitting. I remember my Sunday school teacher, Vicki, and her sharing the gospel, my need for forgiveness. And I went home and I prayed with my parents. And Christ forgave my sins. And I remember feeling the weight of my guilt come off of me. And it was in that church that I walked with the Lord. 
and the pastor taught what scripture says and the people loved me and encouraged me and people gave their time to help me memorize scripture and they discipled me and my high school ministry leader took me aside and said, have you ever thought about being a pastor? Because I think that maybe that's what God is calling you to. And I said, I had never thought of that. I never would have considered it. I don't want to get up in front of people and talk. I was petrified of that. But God used that. And I was discipled there. And I served as a deacon there. And I, I was baptized there. And I, I did internships there. And God built me up. And I am here today where I am standing in front of you because the body of Christ built itself up in love. None of the people who do what they do, none of the pastors here can do what they do without the body of Christ working. Now, I realized at a point when I was a kid that that church that my parents took me to made such a difference in my life. That church was started about 20 years before my parents started going there. And I began to think, what if that group of believers had decided not to do that? They got together because they thought, we, want to have, we need to have a church in this place that preaches the gospel. And so they got together and they started a church and there were faithful people and that made a difference to me. Now that's not such a different story than this church. About, what, 41 years ago, a group of believers got together in this area and said, we want a gospel teaching Bible preaching church where we can grow up in Christ together. And those people got together. Now, how many of you have been blessed? How many of you have been encouraged? How many of you have been built up at Fellowship Church? How many of you appreciate this church? Amen. What if this church wasn't here? What if those people hadn't started that church? What if all the faithful people who went from them to now had not been faithful? What if they hadn't carried out their, their gifts in the body of Christ? What if the elders weren't leading well? What if the deacons weren't serving the way they serve? What if the pastors weren't preaching? What if the people encouraging weren't encouraging? What if people weren't giving? None of this would have happened. Because that's how the body builds itself up in love. So the question for us today, from God's word, is am I carrying out my ministry? Are you carrying out your ministry in the body of Christ? And maybe say, I didn't even know I had a ministry. You do, if you believed in Jesus. You're in the body of Christ and he has you there for a reason and he has a role for you. And he wants you to carry it out well. As a response to everything that he's done, I, I probably can't say it enough. It's not because by doing this, you earn God's favor. You don't. It's a response to what Christ has done for you. But we're to grow up into Christ in that. So you have a ministry. Some of you, maybe you've been called to be sent. We just heard stories from some who are. I would, I would just, I don't know all of you, but I would just guess in a room this size, there are some people that God is calling to be sent cross-culturally. But that's not all of you. Some of you are being called to stay. You know, I'm here, talk, we're talking about church planting. Some of you may be called to be a part of that, to be sent in a different way, to be sent to be the body of Christ in a community that needs a gospel church. But some of you, most of you, God is calling you to stay. And that's all right. Some of you, 
Some of the young men, maybe even older men, God's calling you to be a pastor. God's calling you to be an elder. Women, he may be calling you to be a deaconess. Maybe calling you to serve. God has called all of us in different ways. But we all serve together. Now you say, okay, but I don't know what my calling is. How do I figure that out? Well, first, I would say if you're a member of the church, that's a good step. If you're not a member, if you're here today and you're not a member, sign up for a 411 class. Because that's not just just about membership. but That's an on-ramp to help you figure out how has God gifted you and called you in the body of Christ? So you could sign up for one of those classes. Find out. Have some people around you to help you, encourage you in that step. Now you say, well, I'm already a member. I've been a member here for a long time. Okay. If you, don't, if you still don't know, talk with Pastor Tim. Talk with him after church. Send him an email and say, hey, I want to figure out what my role is supposed to be in the body of Christ. You know, I've been sitting here for a long time just kind of hanging out saying, yeah, I know. But today I want to make that. You can take that step. You can do that today. And that would be a great way. If you're here and you're not in Christ, the step you need to take is turn from your old life and trust in Jesus. And I would love to talk with you about that. I have to come see me afterwards and we can talk about what that means. But that's what the church is. That's what the church is about. All of us have a role. All of us have a call. God is working in his body to build it up together so we can walk worthy. And as somebody that God has called to teach God's word, I just leave you with this. I urge you to walk worthy of the calling that God has called you you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for what you've done for us. You transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your marvelous light. You freed us from bondage to our own sin. You've given us a hope and a future. And Lord, we want to respond to that through worship We want to respond to that by walking worthy. Lord, I'm thankful. I'm profoundly thankful for those who you've given in my life, in this churches and others that have helped me to be built up. Would we continue to be a church that builds itself up in love, in Christ, that you would receive glory and that the world would know the one true living God in whose name we pray. Amen.